Yeah. And I was like, ah, what the fuck's going on? Fucking water everywhere. Good evening, Ben. Jimin, how are you doing? <laughs> good evening, Matthew. I'm doing very good. Very good. Very well. Yeah. Doing very well. Doing nice. very well. Very, I'm doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Good. 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 Double good. 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 Yeah. It's the name of the episode. Well, we've done that good. Bit, then. Good. 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 Yeah, yeah. Great. Fucking All brilliant, good. mate. Excellent. Yeah. No, seriously though. Yeah. Things are pretty good. Nice. Should we stop saying good? No, I don't want it to what, become the. Yeah. yeah, great, good. What are you? Um, what are you um, doing? What have you been up to today? What I've been up to today, I've been working, working yeah, from right. home, and. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. You're one of those, are you? You're like working from home. Piers eh? Morgan, ex columnist, dude, fucking thinks working from home is just all bloody. You know, you're ordering Deliveroo. You know, while you're sitting yeah. in front of the um, fucking telly. That's you, what day it? you eat? Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, I mean, if you went on strike, do you think anyone would notice? Um, well, I do have deadlines to work towards, so eventually, you know, eventually, eventually, <laughs> not immediately, not immediately. Um, well, possibly quite quickly though, because you know, people will be like, "Why hasn't Ben said anything to any of us?" You know, because you know. They'll be like, why isn't Ben just thrown out a random thought they didn't need to tell anybody? You know, just mm. to, to message one of my colleagues, just be like, you know, here's a thing I thought. Didn't need to communicate with you, but, you know, I have. I think, you know, people might actually be wondering where I was quicker than you think. Have you got an example of the kind of thing? No, you might it's uh, redacted. It's redacted. You know. you know, no, just, it might, no, sometimes it's, you know, where, you know exchange conversation, uh Work related, but other times no. Mm-hmm. I don't need an example. You, I do it to you all the time. It's like you know, <laughs> I read this or I thought that, and you, have to, you know, things that you know, just yeah. arbitrary things. I think, yeah, I'm, all, I'm generally reaching out to communicate with people, so I think people would notice quite quickly. You know, why hasn't Ben talked at me for a bit? Desperately fingering the void. Fingering the void. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Uh, what are we? Uh, what, what are we talking about today? Well, we said in, our, in the last episode that we were we almost talked about Brexit last time. We're going to talk about Brexit again a little bit. Brexit. Oh, you know, we, we say Brexit just because Brexit. people know what it, we, we know. Brexit's done. I mean, this is okay. this is post Brexit now. Is it post Brexit age? But you know, Brexit's the buzzword. People know what it fucking means, don't they? Yeah, have you been wearing your T-shirt at all that I bought you for Christmas? Not yet. I'll, um, there might be instances that in the future where I could wear it. We'll discuss them. Nice. You know. Oh, good. Your I'm sorry about Brexit. Yeah. Written yeah. Have you worn your T-shirt? Uh, languages. Uh, yes, I have, yeah. actually, a couple it's of times. It's a nice T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's seen me wearing it. Right. Who would have seen? No one's seen... Oh, you mean well, like... Just, uh, just in the house. Ah, right. In the house. With some, jog- with some joggers on or something like that, you know? With some joggers yeah, yeah. on, under a jumper. One of those, one of those. Yeah. You need those t-shirts. Yeah, just yeah. one of them t-shirts, yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I still, still uh, stand by it. Okay, good. I, I advocate for the t-shirts. <laughs> Excellent. Well. <clears throat> um, right, so Brexit, anything particular Brexit-wise? This week, I... Sorry, is this... Is, sorry, when I heard Brexit, I kind of I instantly almost just fell asleep. Is uh-huh. that... 
Um, is it going to be interesting? I think like, it's interesting. What? Okay, good. I've written about it this week. I've spent time writing about it, both on Twitter and in an article form. Yes, I've actually written something, and it was published on the online magazine Reaction, where I've frequently written before. Finally, I managed to write something. So, well, well, fucking yeah. done. I mean, that was your one of your New Year's resolutions, wasn't I it? I didn't make any New Year's resolutions. I was quite clear Please about I that. <laughs> quite clear about that in the last episode. Not New Year's resolutions. Yes, sorry. Uh. Intentions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something that's been I've been meaning to. It's been a while now. But yeah. Since I've managed to organise my thoughts enough to, and and applied myself enough to, to to write something, but I I have to now because I've got a responsibility to, as we will discuss. And the article itself was about the retained EU law bill, which, as I say, it doesn't sound nice. doesn't sound like the most it's going to, you know, excite you. But you know, it's what's going on that it's important. And isn't this you know we talk about politics sometimes, and often yeah. so. There we go. And here's a monologue about it, Matt. Woo! Yeah. 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 Monologue. Back in 2016, when I and many others were campaigning for a pragmatic approach to leaving the European Union, we made the case that we should repatriate the entire body of EU law that was applicable to the UK to ensure continuity and minimise disruption while avoiding a massive burden on the civil service and regulatory uncertainty for business. So this then would allow successive governments con- to conduct a considered long-term review of the UK statute book, allowing us to amend or repeal EU law over time. So the first part of this was done with the European Union Withdrawal Act 2018, which retained EU-derived legislation as a new category of domestic law, retained EU law. However, instead of sensibly reviewing the law and unpicking it over time, giving due consideration to the potential impacts, we are currently set to review all of it within the year. This was the brainchild of Jacob Rees-Mogg, then Secretary of State for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. He introduced the retained EU law revocation and reform bill, which includes a sunset clause, meaning all retained EU law expires bam, at the end of 2023, unless the government actively does something to preserve the legal position. So, the government must conduct a review of around 4,000 pieces of EU-originated legislation by the end of the year. Each law will need to be reviewed, retained, amended or revoked. I mean, actually, we're not fully sure how many laws this actually applies to. When the government tried to figure it out in the summer of last year, they found around 2,400. Then they brought in the National Archives to have another look in the autumn, and they found another 1,400. So, who knows? There's a lot of uncertainty there. It's complicated. The laws under review cover a vast array of areas. Data protection, cyber security, consumer rights, worker rights, intellectual property, tax, procurement. It goes on and on. This is complicated. No matter how many times people want to call it simple, it is complicated. There's a great scope for negative and unintended consequences. And this bill is going to create uncertainty and instability for regulators, industry, employers, investors. And it's a potential 
acts of self-harm. So, in my view, there is no reasonable justification for this bill. There is no reason to be doing things this quickly. So there's this idea that this is a, there's a matter of urgency that will repeal EU-derived law because it was imposed undemocratically and is therefore illegitimate. This is dubious. This law wasn't something imposed on the UK, it wasn't done to us. So much of EU law was strongly influenced and promoted by the UK, and the UK participated in the lawmaking process. Yes, there are times when we lost votes and the government of the day didn't always agree with every law, okay? But the 2018 Withdrawal Act gave us the opportunity to amend and repeal these laws via our ordinary legislative process, over time, pragmatically, sensibly. In any case, the bill itself is anti-democratic. It hands sweeping powers to the executive to revoke, replace or restate legislation without proper parliamentary oversight. The Tory MP Bob Neill has commented that we have Henry VIII powers so wide that all scrutiny is effectively removed from this House. That's not taking back control. That's actually doing the reverse of what the government seeks to do. There's no provision for proper consultation and no criteria on which ministers will base their decision-making on when deciding when they should revoke, replace or amend a law. We simply don't know what ministers intend to do with these laws in this mad rush, and the bill is handing them an extraordinary amount of discretion to do as they please. This, I contend, is in violation of the spirit of Brexit, is it not? Was it not intended to restore and revigorate British democracy, where we're not called upon to take back control for Parliament? And I'm quite sure that many supporters of this bill made that case and Surely it wasn't all disingenuous bluster, right? We need to make Brexit work. Whether you like it or not, we need to make Brexit work, and this is not how. Well, I think we should start this conversation with doing the obligatory... um, Thing that I always see whenever you tweet about this is always, well, I guess you've always got the people who follow you on Twitter, and that most of them like agree with you, like, yeah, well uh, said, Ben. Wow. Something else, blah get blah, blah intelligent. But then you always get the random one, which is, why the fuck should we <laughs> listen to you? You were so naive that you actually thought that your stupid ideas <laughs> would, and you've sold us sold us down the river, voting for Brexit was act of self sabotage. Why should we even bother listening to you? You have made yourself redundant as a as a, any kind of authority on this issue. <laughs> uh, I think that um, we should. Uh, the most important thing in life is to learn from your mistakes and listen to people who have learned from their mistakes. Fair enough. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, that's. Do you think that's done? I mean, we did a whole episode, didn't we? Where you <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so no, sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, as, <laughs> uh, explicitly, sort of reference. I try when I'm right about uh, Brexit um, to. Uh, include uh, pretty clear references to the fact that it was something that I was supported in the past rather than trying to appear like some authority on it now that that, that it was always said this and the, the right thing. Yes, yeah, so I said, or many people who the campaign with said that we need to sort of carry over all this uh, body of law that was, you know, make made while we're in the EU um, and just copy it over and rev- you have to review it over time. That was a good idea. Is that um, is that what you refer to as repatriating? Yeah. but Repatriating means literally just copy over the laws, yeah? 
Have you got a point to make? I'm not. Ta- I'm not taking the piss. No, I'm just picking. I'm just like attempting right, to understand. This so that's, yeah. Yeah. So um, that that happened. Yeah. But but uh, it, well, the biggest mistake that I and many others made. Uh, who would consider ourselves to be moderate or having pragmatic ideas at the time, was how the political process would work. Didn't really understand, I think, the populist moment that it was in uh, and and how the political process uh, at this like, time of uh, uh, populism was going to... How it was going to react to this vote. And so it, all, you know, it wasn't moderated through the political process... Um, it, it was the it was the hardline views that that won over quite quickly because it became this kind of hysterical national moment, uh, and yeah. yeah, it was such a so divisive. And so yeah, we had the first part and said as I said that they did they they, they they copied that law over to be reviewed over time, but then we have this idea that it should be reviewed very quickly. And just dumped within a year. That's... Yes, yeah. So that was a. a so, so why why is it that it's this year that they're rushing to get it done? Election next year. Is that is that's the reason? So why? But so Brexit was what? How many how many years ago now? Two thousand sixteen. Yeah. So and yeah. obviously, well, that, the that's when the referendum was. I mean, that that's not when we left. Um, but um, six ish years ago. Yeah, it's still crazy that it's going on so long. And like, I had to think back to anything I thought I was doing at that time, considering, you know, what other erratic pers- uh, human being it had been over the last few years. It's a different fucking world. So, you know, you have a right to be like, well, you got the main, you got the main uh, idea wrong back then. So why should we listen to you now? Because... But because I I I've admitted that that I got made some seriously bad judgments, and um, got a bit of a political lesson in how in how things really work, and so I understand how flawed it is well then, but and I but I also understand the kind of people that simplify every single concept and every single idea in this space uh, and and think that everything's just going to work out just because. We've seen it time and time again since the uh, EU referendum. And I was guilty of this in a, you know, I was guilty of this in, in my own way with a sort of slightly more thought through and intellectual way that ultimately the result was the same, to be wrong and to uh, ideas to fail. Um, but... But this this is still a driving force in 2023. Everything is just going to be fine just because. Uh, why do we have to do it in a year? There's no reason. There's no real reason yet. It could be, maybe it is the election, but I don't... I think it's just because a year is clean. One year. Do it in one year. And then that just becomes this idea that takes off. Well, they're just starting from now. Um, no, they will have, the process will have already started to some extent, but the... the What's been reported is that there's up to four thousand laws to be reviewed over uh, you know over the next mm. uh, the next twelve months. And that's not thing I found crazy. It's like oh, they think it's four thousand laws, but they don't. That's very know complicated. Exactly, you know, you know but, uh, it's just the yeah. the main thing. I think. I think the main thing about this is just that you know you might be critical of how democratic process works in the European Union. Um, I think there's plenty to criticise how it works domestically as well, but we were involved in that process 
there'll be plenty of laws in there yeah. in which the the UK is really influential. Maybe the, some of the others that the, they were less accepting of um, might be in there as well. Maybe lost a few votes in there, but they were involved in the democratic the democratic process. And where it didn't go our way, this is always some of the arguing with some. I almost got almost got into an argument with someone who was obviously a moron on Twitter, and then was like, actually, no. You, this is pointless because because they were just going on about you know we we got to diverge we got to diverge from the EU we got to be free from the EU it's like well these the thing is these laws we can still revoke and review these laws it's just we don't have to do it all to an arbitrary deadline or in a really short space of time they can start looking at what what where we might want to do things differently over time with with proper impact analysis and actually understanding. You know what? You can't just you know the bit the, the main thing I learned from from supporting this idea all the time was thinking you can't just turn the tables over and think you know it's all going to end up in an ordered way that you imagine it's going to be. Let's say it could be completely chaotic and unpredictable. And uh, this, in another in another way, is is the same thing again. You're just going to say we're going to try and review all these laws in twelve months, but it, you know. We're going to have to do it very fucking quickly and without really any particular focused remit. Uh, and at the end of that year, all these laws just cease to apply and we don't know what the consequences are going to be because we don't really fully understand because we've, had not, we've not taken the time to understand it. So it's... It's it's it's, yeah. it's boring. It's, it's been, you know, it's all been a buzz on the social media, but it's not something people have taken on the street worrying about but it can have real impact on people what it won't have is a particular positive impact on anyone when we've all you know people have got lots of real things to worry about this doesn't seem to be what we should focus on i mean i wonder how the process works in terms of like so what are they like line line by line reviewing the laws well, you as know, they're stated excuse me sorry microphone hit mishap calm yeah. down um Calm down, calm down. Yeah. Um, so when when we go to publish this on, on our new website we have, Matt, it's just Ooh. a very simple thing to where we place our episodes, but as as I was saying now, there will be it's some information to go with. So I think there's quite a few decent articles and legal analysis where that would, you know, I don't want to have... Uh, talked about a particular policy, but uh, the, the best stuff written about this is by people who understand uh, who understand the law and have, have a, a proper knowledge to impact. So, well, we put some links on Twitter, put some links on the on our website for this. So, I don't want to go. I don't want to start, you know, stepping up, stopping, stepping beyond my. I mean, I'm already I'm already stepping beyond my yes, expertise yeah. every time I write anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I guess there's, to, yeah, there's a level of suspicion as to, like, how they make a decision as to whether a law is relevant or whether it should be amended. Well, exactly, and it's interesting um, you say that because, yes, the, the sh- we should have suspicion, healthy scepticism about that. That's why there needs to be scrutiny, and in order to get this done so quickly, essentially... There, there, there cannot be that. There can that, that scrutiny is not going to come, and and, and uh, it's it's given uh, the executive, the prime minister, and ministers a lot of control over and discretion over how they do this and, and what laws they to choose to to repeal or revoke or review or keep. So 
there's not a lot of oversight and there's not going to be in that sort of space of time either. There's not going to be a lot of thought put into any of this. So, yeah. Hmm, foolish and dangerous yeah. is what yeah. I'm saying. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. It, wor- it worries me. And I think, yeah, I think hmm. that... Um, that uh, yeah, that, that, that it's always worried me for a long time, of many years, where you, you learn how some ideas are bad, or you don't get a certain degree of knowledge and realize that a lot of MPs and people quite close to power or think tanks have a, a, a really flawed ideas that are influential. And here's one that's that's just been thrown out there by a by a. By a minister who is not a minister. Okay, all right. <laughs> set it up for my... Yeah, I think it's set it up. Set it up. Mm. Well, you know what, Matt? I think I've made my point there. Eh? Shall we move on? Shall we move on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll turn that off. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, I think yeah, we have, maybe yeah. we've reached yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of that. I think that, that that's the that's the snoring I think it's, alarm, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's, like, uh, no, it's time for well. Yeah, I agree. That's your lot. Saturday and uh, it was uh, it had a bit of a drink and nice. came home after you know quite a few hours out and good what happened this is I mean this might be a recurring theme on the podcast uh, I might have talked about this before I didn't I couldn't fucking I was drunk yeah no, that's a very consistent theme but also <laughs> fucking I lost my house keys on oh, my house keys is my front door key. And the padlock that key that's on the my back gate, I'd fucking lost them. And I chucked every fucking pocket a hundred times. So I had to, again... And I, I was always quite pleased to you know, see that I've still got... I'm just still able to do this. Get over my fucking back gate and then up on the extension roof. This is a rented house extension roof. And I did quite a big stretch to the bathroom window and through the bathroom window. And But it's a bit... It's very undignified there because, you know, your head... If you know, head torso, head first <laughs> through this window, and like lowering yourself yeah. on the toilet, and then being pissed, just like slowly, just like fucking crumpling over to the bathroom floor. <clears throat> yeah, and the toilet seat is broken. The last from time the last that time this time happened, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, didn't, yeah. So there you go. And uh, have you fixed the toilet? Not seat replaced that. Back? Yes, no, because of course I don't have a car. <laughs> so often we're like, oh, I can buy a toilet seat. So you can't buy toilet uh, the shop seats. where I might. Oh, okay. Well, I could buy one online. But for some reason I haven't, and uh, there's a shop I have in mind where I could buy one. It's on the other side of town. I just haven't got around to it. Now. I haven't got toilet seats aren't exciting okay. things to buy, all right? They're no, not. They're not. Not they're boring. Not. Just like an iron and an ironing board, which is also something I haven't bought as a single no, man. I don't, I don't, don't own one. Yeah, but you earn one because never use it. though. Yeah, you do. Is it? Shouldn't be getting a woman to do that, really? Nobody. <laughs> no, none of us. Neither of us use it. We we are we we've committed to just having wrinkled clothes. Yeah, and we should, we I agree. Learn not to I was, give a shit. Um, yeah, I agree. Hang them where possible, but often I'll be but like, oh, I've to hang that, but I'm, so I'm wearing a wrinkled. Ah, Does I just bought two new key rings? You know, I just spent money on key rings. I don't know, Homer Simpson key ring and some other key ring, a few pounds, <laughs> and they're gone. And they're in that week. 
I always happens, I jinxed it. And then the next day, I asked my mum to bring me this spare key, a copy of the key. She brought that round for me, and then I, that broke in the fucking lock. <laughs> so, and then on that set, this is so. Wait a second. So you lost your key. You broke into your own house, and did you have to stay in your house until your mum brought? I this think I did. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I play fast and loose with that. You know, just like yeah, people are not. You know, this is a nice little town. People, people are. Okay. Uh, we all know each other. You know, I know my neighbours. Yeah. They know me. Uh, I know Stevie down the road and uh, mm-hmm. Molly's kids and. Uh, yeah. various associates and um, yeah we all get on fine and uh, it's fine we look after each other on here it's like Ramsey Street down the docks yeah um, but uh, yeah so I mean they did I managed to get a copy made of the broken key so I have got a key now well done but uh, that was also a bit of a day where it was displayed it's difficult you know I live on my own now you know but this this podcast has increasingly become mm. about the Chronicling the man, the, the the separated man, the the, the stray yeah. man, the man mm. single again, um, and a, a fairly incompetent man, <laughs> a, a man with a little bout of absent-mindedness. You know, so the, the night of on Saturday night, I had to get in. I had lost my key. Da 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 da. Woke up the next day, broke the fucking key. And then I was having a problem where my washing machine wasn't draining properly. I don't understand these things. Um, looking at the fucking manual, check the fucking tubes. I was like, right, I've got to take the, this, the inlet hose off that feeds water into it. I'll do that in a minute. I got distracted for something <laughs> by a minute. I got, I, got dis- I got distracted by something for a second and went back in. And you know, I was looking at it and thinking, you've got, you got to turn the water off. And then I go off and do something else and come back and I'm like, right, get this, get this hose off. Bam! And then this water just like you gotta turn the valve off, otherwise water's just gonna be like yeah. And it's like, ah, what the fuck's going on? Fucking water everywhere. And then I'm just trying to like get this hose that's spraying water everywhere and like put that down somewhere where it's like not spraying water all over my kitchen and then get stretched to turn the valve off and then just be like, ah why am I making my life so hard? So the valve was the valve just there? Yeah, yeah, this is, you know, you get behind oh, the washing ben, machine. Oh, yeah. Ben, oh, yeah. ben, You know, you got to deal with all these things alone, alone, alone. Yeah, And, yeah, yeah. so I got a little bit frustrated, but then I thought, you know what, that's, you're just an idiot. <laughs> how did you, how, how did your frustration manifest itself? Well, actually, it? somebody did ask me, did you get angry, Ben? That was the first thing that somebody asked me. Yeah. I yeah. didn't, actually. It was just more like, oh, you know. Yeah. Mamma mia! You know. Pathetic <laughs> human being. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cheers, man, cheers, man. So... I would, feel, I would feel the same and I would probably do something similar. No, I think I would just be too scared to even start tugging, tugging at it. I'd be so, I'd be so useless. And I'd be like, probably I'm going to pay somebody to... <laughs> <and then I'd laughs> yeah. Just... That's something I was worried about, though, because he was like, I'm going to have to be like, oh, this is... There's something wrong with this. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just that. Okay, £120. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's what it gets. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I don't have any of those, you know, I, my brother-in-law is, a, you know, electrician and a joiner. And on top of that, just a practical man who thinks about these things uh, uh, with a great amount of common sense uh, and, yeah. and and knowledge. You know, the, he doesn't realise the amount of knowledge he has, but even so, you know, he tries hand at various plumbing jobs or other, you know, various, yeah, yeah. you know, Life's life oh. skills. I'm so yeah. jealous of people like that, man. They're the kind of person who you know, can walk into a mechanics and they're not going to be like, here we go. 
misguided. Yeah, but Ben, give him a software development team. He wouldn't be able to you know, develop like. <laughs> He wouldn't yeah, be able to fucking able manage to, a team. Able, he couldn't manage a, he can't manage manage a, a backlog. He degree could he? at the University of Leeds, as we have both got, and manage mm. a team uh, or manage a project to yeah. see a project overline. If you, I bet you one you couldn't. And you yeah. couldn't sit at my desk every fucking day, could you, mate? And manage yeah. a project yeah. to make sure that that project was delivered for this date, you know, this date by sending emails yeah. and writing a couple of things. You couldn't fucking do that, could you? No, you couldn't build, you know, binding relationships with yes. stakeholders and that building kind of thing. Building yeah, relationships, yeah. that's what this is about. That's yeah. what that's exactly, what you need exactly, intellect yeah. for. That's what you need a degree for. Yeah. That's why you need to get into debt so that you can build relationships with people. Exactly. Right? And if and if I wasn't Buy so the far removed landscape, from, you know, you don't even need to you yeah, don't even but, need to leave your, you know, uh, work hub from your home space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But he'd be a, he wouldn't have a job if we could all fucking. He know, wouldn't could have he? a job. So. Yeah, exactly. There's a really, there's a really good bit in um, in Fraser actually, where they they they, they Fraser and Niles, um, they they tr- trying to try to tough it out and learn how to do like a, a I think it's a, a, a fix a toilet or something like that, and then but they start justifying hiring someone by saying they're stimulating the economy. You know, they they're the, they're the people who mm. keep the economy going. By paying people with these skills to carry out those jobs, yeah, so exactly, you know, and I, their betters, who manages projects and meets deadlines and sends emails and works from my, you know, home depot. <laughs> You're stimulating in I, other ways. I mean, they, I do sometimes feel like that when I'm like, uh, I don't know if, you, if you've, you're having to get, you know, you have to have shit done in your house, stuff fixed. Don't forget um, on the side, I write consequential political articles which convince people of things they already believe. Yes. So, consequential, you know, yeah. People who already believe um, the yeah. things that I've written about generally will read my article and go, ah, yeah, I agree with that. And therefore the world, you know, keeps turning. Here's another subject for you, man. I have uh, booked into my uh, personal calendar uh, some training... First aid training. Now, I've tried to volunteer many times through my employer first aid training. Uh, I can imagine what you might think about the prospect of me being the first responder. But first aid training, and mainly this is the thing, I'm just shaking your head now, learning how to <laughs> use a defibrillator. <laughs> can you even say the fucking word? You say it. You say it. No. <laughs> I'm not learning how to use one. Defibrillator. Yeah, that's what I said. Defibrillator. Right? Yeah. Is it? But is it defibrillator? Defibrillator. It's not. Do you know how I know that? Because I'm not a fucking idiot. And also, uh, I was struggling to spell it on my phone (laughs) yesterday and I was like, oh, it's not defibrillator. Defibrillator. Um, (laughs) But did you know that they're a scourge on society? Did you know that? Scourge. 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 They're they're scared of society, and you know what? They say they don't. They're scared of you know society. why? You know, have you ever have you got any in your locality that are in against you know? Yeah, they're defibrillators. In, sometimes they're putting. Not but no, they're putting phone boxes or just various areas of the town somewhere like Hitchin, where you live, a quite an affluent commuter town, uh, might have a defibrillator against a you know local library or council building or a phone box. I have, I have no, no idea. You don't go out no much, idea. Yeah. Maybe they're fucking everywhere in, in the well, world. I don't anyway, know. Well, anyway, there are, increasingly, over the last few years, they've been put in places 
where sports clubs, oh, right. old phone boxes, you know, various places like that, right? <laughs> and now there's a there's a conspiracy Bins. theory that they've that that is they've proliferated as a result of all the heart attacks and heart defect caused by the COVID vaccine. Oh, oh, Do you know who Lawrence Fox is? <laughs> I thought the conspiracy was that defibrillators Do you know are who Lawrence Fox is? these problems that they are now... now uh, the man who was divorced yes. by Billy Piper and decided to uh, have the greatest midlife crisis the world has ever seen. Uh, I mean, I would be disappointed <laughs> if I was... That, 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 I would be disappointed story, if I was divorced it? by Billy Piper. She seems lovely. Now, I actually tweeted... I think a quote tweeted it, uh, something and I just, uh, yeah, said like, uh, s- a, this is a scourge. Scourge. Scourge? Scourge? Scourge. Yeah. Um, scourge. And scourge. I just got loads of replies of just people thinking that I was serious. It's like, how is this a thing? It's a thing. Now, I can't, I have to explain that I'm being sarcastic now on Twitter or whatever because people, there's, there's a, a reason, there's a big enough contingent of people that believe that there are defibrillators out there because of the COVID vaccine and not because of, like, an increased awareness of why they might serve a, a, you know, useful purpose to be, you know, within a a location that people could, you know, reach them in in places where that, you know, people might have heart issues. No, no, it's an actual thing. Lawrence Fox, former team, Lewis, you know, anyone watch... uh, Yeah... I think the last great acting role. Lewis Fox. Weird, isn't it? Oh, well, that's, no, that's yeah, it's a strange one. It that just like, blows um, my mind that you can't have to worry about people who might actually think I'm fucking serious. Like, how is that something that things people believe? It's. it's uh... Well, you've got all these Brexit nut jobs following you on Twitter, and I think there is a bit of a crossover. Uh, well, there is, yeah, there is. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a crossover between COVID vaccines and all kinds of conspiracy theories. People have really gone... I think, that, you know, the pandemic has accelerated that as well, that people became more isolated and online and going down these wormholes. It's just, yeah, continues to be very odd. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so we round off then. We're finished, yes, are we? Let's round. Well, that went okay. You know, I was listening to last week's episode or last fortnight's episode, and um, I think we do all right when the subject is not really subject or loose. But there was a little bit of there was pausing and there was contemplating, and then there was too much talk of farting and wanking. I think you know just where we let ended up. What? There was a little bit of fart talk. What do you mean? There was fart talk, there was wank talk. Well, yeah. self-simulation, we call it, which is a bit more civilised, I think. But, hmm. um, yeah, I think, you know, we had a subject this week. Gave us a bit of focus, a bit of new, re- renewed focus. I think we did pretty well there. I think a bit of bagginess adds something sometimes. Well, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And other people seem to enjoy it. Uh, I think it was a good way to start the new year. And... Yeah. Uh, some people won't enjoy it. This is the thing. Yeah, well, and really, really, do you have to enjoy it? I think when you have dedicated yourself to a podcast, you will generally enjoy it, and then there'll be times when you enjoy it less, and other times when you're just like, well, just listening yeah. to this, you know. It's just like 
just in your ear. I mean, I listen to podcasts like so much that sometimes it's just just, just something feeding itself into my ear, so I don't have to listen to the yeah. endless void of silence and thoughts and reflections in the brain. Maybe that should be our tagline. <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to think about what you're like? You know what's going on. You know, do you really want to? Yeah. Do you really want to pause and have a proper think? Don't give yeah. yourself a fucking moment to reflect. Listen to something. This is something. Listen, listen to this. Listen to. <laughs> listen to Ben's problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm just been like, oh God, this guy. I feel a little bit better about myself. That's yeah. A bit much, isn't it? That's a bit tough. I don't know. All right. So we say yeah. goodbye then. I am to say goodbye.